amongst family this morning. Um, just as the songwriter was saying, testify and tell the truth that God's been good to you. If we don't testify and if we don't cry out, then the rocks will do so. Do we want the rocks to take our position to cry out to the King of Kings this morning? No. So I'm going to open my mouth and I'm going to testify because we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and through hard testimonies also. Okay, so we're just going to open uh, in prayer this morning just open the service and i'm just going to call on sister marcia uh just to open us up in prayer this morning so marcia when you're ready if you could just open us up in prayer sure oh most righteous and heavenly father god as we come before your throne we come to you, O oh God, with the heart, the humbleness of heart, O oh God, and the spirit of humility. Yes. Father, we want to thank you for this week that passed. So much, O oh God, that has happened, but you know, and you know the heart of every one of us. And Lord, we want to thank you and we are grateful that we are alive and we are here to see another day a day oh god that we are giving thanks and as prophetess said oh god we are here to testify and we are here to testify of your goodness we are here to testify of your grace and your mercy god we are to testify that you have been good and you have been a good, good father to us. Father, we want to thank you for life. We want to thank you for salvation. We want to thank you, oh God, for your servants uh, that you have called for such a time like this. Uh, father, we want to thank you, oh God, uh, for the revelationary knowledge uh, that you have placed upon their lives uh, to lead us, your people, into truth, uh, into, oh God, holiness and righteousness. Uh. Father, we want to bless them uh, for the obedience, oh God, to the call uh, and the assignment that you have placed upon their life. Uh. And as we, your people, sit at their feet, oh God Almighty, to hear the word, uh, the dunamis word that you have placed in their spirit uh, to impart upon your people this day. Father, we listen. Give us the spirit to hear what you're what you have to say to us this day father we pray for each and every one that is on this zoom service father oh god we thank you for the commitment that they have made we thank you oh god for the obedience oh god we thank you lord that you will bless us mightily bless us in strength bless us oh god in finance in our finances Bless us, oh God, spiritually and personally. Bless us, oh God, that we will not give up. Bless us that we will stay in the furnace of affliction. For you are purging us, oh God, to bring us, oh God, to newness and another level in you. So, Father, we thank you for what you're going to do this day. 
and as we humbly come before you and sit at their feet father oh god forgive us of anything that we have done and said purge us with this up this morning renew a right spirit in us oh god cleanse us from all unrighteousness and let the spirit of god move mightily in each and every one of us oh god almighty so father we thank you and as we sit and we listen to the word oh god that you will impart in us today we thank you jesus and we bless your holy name Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much, Sister Marcia, for that prayer. So with no further ado, I'm just going to go ahead and hand the rest of the service over to Pastor. Pastor Anjali, we can take it from him. Amen. Well, praise the Lord for another time to come in his presence. Praise God. And thank you guys for being uh, consistent. And you know, we are studying the principles that are laid out in scripture that, that we might receive the blessings that God has promised us. And uh, you know, let's go to uh, St. John 14. And let's read from 21 to 23. St. John 14, 21 to 23. It says, he that hath my commandments and keepeth them. He it is that loveth me. Jesus taught very with simplicity. Very simple words that anyone could understand. He that hath my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me. And he that loveth me shall be loved of my Father. And I will love him and will manifest myself to him. You know, this is why we are big in, the, in this ministry, we are big components of obedience obeying the word of the Lord 100% and then praying having a relationship and expectation from God from that position versus going before God asking the Lord to give you breakthrough in that area when we are not in obedience with his word and the answer is you know the Bible said that the goodness of God is to lead us to repentance so the goodness that you're enjoying is that you might come into right standing with God. Each and every principle that we're uh, meditating on every week is to align us with scripture, that we might now begin to come before the throne of grace and begin to pray bold and audacious prayers, not only for ourselves. Most of my prayers, you know, I, I, I'm not really spending a lot of time praying for my own needs these days. Because I've seen the, by the grace of God, I've seen the big picture. I've seen where the true prize is. And the prize for the man of God, for the woman, woman of God, for the person on the earth is um, the focus on the lost. The people that Jesus Christ went to the cross for their salvation. So I'm not, uh, you know, obviously if the Lord is speaking to me about something in um, personally, I'm going to believe the Lord for that. But my old focus, and it, this will be the focus for the rest of our lives is going to be on uh, saving the lost, the people that are perishing out there because the knowledge of God is not inside of them. And in many cases, the knowledge of knowledge of God is not inside of them because we are self-centered and we are always just focused on our own life. And God wants us to mature and get to a level where we are no longer just looking at ourselves, but we are concerned about what he is concerned about. 
So he said, he that keepeth my commandments, he that hath my commandments and keepeth them, obedience. And verses 22 says, Judah said unto him, not Iscariot, Lord, how is it that thou will manifest thyself unto us and not unto the world? Jesus answered and said unto him, if a man love me, he will keep my words. So if you want to know this morning, if you love God and you're not being, I'm going to use a very strong word here, hypocritical. If you, it's not the words that you speak that attest to your love for God. It's your obedience. It's your actions. That will communicate to God whether or not you love him. Not the words that we necessarily speak. If a man love me, he will keep my words and my father will love him and will come unto him and make our abode with him. So no, that will now lead you into a relationship. If you love the Lord and you're obedient, you know, when you go in your prayer closet, it's not, a, it's not just about words. So we, in particular, we're talking about this morning about speaking. But we want to make sure that we speak from the right position. That we're not just speaking words into the ear. But we have been positioned by obedience that there be, might be a performance of God's power on those words to bring about what he has promised in scripture the power of speaking from your spiritual position in christ now I've, I've been in uh churches where we have gotten together and we have prayed without addressing these things so we prayed we had numbers there and we prayed nightly but and you know it was more a prayer of sacrifice so we were giving up our sleep and in some cases um praying for long extended hours and you know, to the degree that we were praying, the answers were, were not co corresponding with the sacrifice that it seems like we were making. And I, and I begin to wonder why. I mean, it didn't take you, me very long to figure it out. That we, we, we didn't vet the people that we were bringing together to pray, to make sure that they, make sure that they understood that God um, answers prayers that are consistent with uh, personalities that are uh, engineered according to his word. And, you know, we are not about, that's why we're spending a lot of time teaching. Because Jesus taught more than he preached. And, you know, a preaching style is good sometimes when the Lord energizes us with that charisma. <clears throat> and that in, uh, invoking uh, his presence and his power. But we really want to take the time to go into the depths of his word and find out what is written in scripture. What is it that is expectation for us who are believers? And if we do that, when we come before the Lord now to pray, collectively, individually, we will have amazing answered prayers. And that is the essence of prayer. The essence of prayer, I know a lot of uh, people like uh, Cindy Trim. And she pray a lot of warfare prayers and people would like to pray like that but you know you can pray words like that you can have a commanding voice like that but it's not your command the command in your voice it's not the huskiness in your voice that get god to god to move it's the inspiration behind it so it's great if you have that commanding voice and you can move and shake people 
but there are other people that can, uh, you know, you could be uh, mute, but you pray out of your heart and God will answer your prayers. So we are more about prayers being answered than we are about the command and the authority in uh, authoritative um, sound of your voice. We are, but we are about the results. So every prayer that I pray, that I pray is an individual prayer, and I ain't praying the prayer unless I'm expecting something. I, it, it would be a waste of my time, and I have better things to do than to offer um, of prayers that are not going to be answered. So we are examining the things that would allow God to answer so answer our prayers, or to the words that we speak that God would allow his power like he did in Jesus. There is not a scripture that is written where Jesus um, spoke something, commanded someone to get healed, and there was not a performance of the power of God. And that is because Jesus Christ totally gave himself to God. That means he gave up the whole life, totally. He, never, he was never um, immersed in that Adamic curse, by the way, like we are. We are born in the situation. And by the grace of God, we're making the switch. So we're going to look a little bit um, into um, that this morning. Let's go to the book of Proverbs uh, 18 and verses 21. Proverbs 18, 21 it says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue. After today, we're not going to be speaking so casually concerning anything. It, it, it says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue. That means whether you use your words to bless or to curse, there is a force behind those words that will cause them to be manifested in your life. So with that, how are you going to speak later on today? Knowing this, that every word that you speak can either bring life or death. It says, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. They that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Let's, I like to go back from the beginning so we can truly have an understanding. You know, the word of God, we can never, even if you have heard this, I'm, and I'm sure what we're going through now, someone has heard this probably 10, 20 times before about the power of words. But you know, I bet you many of the dinners that you've had before is the same dinner you're gonna eat today. And that is going to do something to your body. It's going to energize you from a physical perspective. And so it is with your spirit. So the word of God, you're supposed to constantly be feasting on. So even if we have heard it, here it's, um, it's a, a reminder. And it's an encouragement. And it's going to invoke, by the grace of God, strength inside of you to begin to speak over the atmosphere of the situations in and around your life and see the power of God begin to do miracles for you. Let's go to uh, Genesis 1 and we'll read 26 and 27. Genesis 1, 26, 27. I keep reminding myself and others that we are spirit beings, that we are spirit beings, that we are not this uh, material body only that we have a soul and a spirit that we need to give um, as believers in Jesus Christ, we need to give thought to this and understand that this is really indeed who we are. Because the moment we forget that we are spirit beings, that we have a soul, then we're in the material world only. And we will receive not what God has promised, but we will receive that which we believe. 
which is the same like the world is receiving. And, uh, and verses 26, and God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him, male and female created he them. So we see that God made man in his likeness and his image and he created a space that is outside of eternity, outside of heaven, outside of light called uh, time. And he gave man, created man and gave man command as men were men were connected to him they had authority over that space over the land over the cattle over the sea the creeping things and the air the birds etc and we know what happened we know that adam this is not a a story we adam look at when you look at a lion or when you look at a bird it's as if God named them. The name that they have so matches with the character that they have. It's as if it was never any other way. This is to display the position that Adam had when he was in the Garden of Eden, that he was totally 100% connected to God from a spiritual perspective. Therefore, anything that he spoke, it's kind of like God spoke it. And that's the way the Lord had designed it, that Adam would function as a spirit being in this dimension and on this planet, in this garden that God had assigned him, that he might keep it consistent with how God wanted him to. And there was a, a frequency of power when his words, when he spoke. Kind of in the beginning of Genesis, we see God created the heaven and the earth. God spoke. And all of this thing manifested, the material world manifested at the words of God. And Adam, in the similitude of God, had that same ability to command things once his spirit was connected to God in its fullness. And there would be a performance of, performance of the power of God to bring about everything that God, Adam spoke into being. <clears throat> until Adam fell from disobeyed and fell into sin and then sin separated Adam from God in that dimension in dimension in the dimension uh, of how he was created <clears throat> sin now separated Adam from God and we here today are not when we come out of our mother's womb, we are not born in the similitude of Adam as how Adam was created in the Garden of Eden with his spirit man in complete union with God. We are born in a fallen state. We thank God for his mercy. We thank God for his grace and his goodness. But we are not, we are of the old nature in our flesh when we are birthed. And by the grace of God, each and every one of us is supposed to hear a message of the grace and the goodness of God in sending 
his only begotten son into this realm, into this created space that he might invoke a spirit life inside of us and take us back into the Garden of Eden. There is a war for this. There is an absolute, a, a massive war that is going on for this position with each and every person that hear this gospel. There is a devil that has committed himself to the demise of the children of God, which is you and I. And this book here, God, has written it by the inspiration of man and given it to us and given us the fullness of his spirit and the revelation of Jesus Christ. And here we are today. We are believers and that is awesome. We celebrate the fact that we receive this salvation in Christ. But there are other promises because we're going to go through really quick today. I want us to go to um, 1 Corinthians 15, 45. 1 Corinthians 15 and verses 45. And so it is written, the first man, Adam, was made a living soul. The last Adam was made a quickening spirit. Thank God. It's not only one Adam from the word of God. It's not only one Adam that came on this planet. Thank God for Jesus. The second Adam that came to bail us out. How fortunate we are this morning. That we are hearing this. And we have heard it so many times. And taken it for granted to a, a certain extent. We have taken it for granted. The second Adam. And he never failed like the first Adam did. He played his part to perfection, to perfection in bringing us back into the Garden of Eden. I wonder if we know this morning that we are in the Garden of Eden. Let's go to uh, Genesis, go back to Genesis 3 and verses uh, 22. Genesis 3, 22. This is what happened. And the Lord God said, Behold, after Adam disobeyed God and ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. You see, choice is not always good. Adam was built to be one-dimensional. He was not supposed to um, be peering into the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. You see, sometimes they say curiosity killed the cat. Right? God wanted to keep him to keep and protect him from veering into that danger zone. But the serpent beguiled him. Don't let the serpent beguile you as you hear these words. And the Lord God said, Behold, the man is become as one of us to know good and evil. And now, lest he put forth his hand and take also of the tree of life, and eat and live forever. Therefore the Lord God sent forth from the garden of Eden 
to till the ground from whence he was taken. Verses 24, look at this now. So he drove out the man and he placed at the east of the garden of Eden, cherubims, and a flaming sword which turned every way to keep the way of the tree of life, that Adam would not eat from the tree of life in a fallen state and be like the demons that were committed to eternal torment. God put those that flaming sword and those cherubims there for Adam's blessing. Because he was going to send a second Adam into the earth realm to, to show Adam the way, a different way, back into the Garden of Eden. I want to say this morning that we, you know, we are now back in the Garden of Eden. That the, the cherubims and the flaming sword um, that were there are no longer there. And we can step back in, in Christ Jesus by choice how many people are stepping back into the garden of eden how many people are not allowing the serpent which is still going around and deceiving men to deceive you satan is still um playing the same game the same tricks and god's creation whom he made into his likeness and image and sent the second adam jesus christ to offer them salvation are still falling for those tricks. We're still falling for those tricks. Even in the body of Christ, we're falling for those tricks. We have read this story so many times. We have heard it so many times. And we're still being duped by the same scam. It's no, the devil has nothing new that he's coming with. He just packaged the same gifts in a different wrapper and use a different person to speak it to you. And it seems so good. But it's the same thing that happened. It's all written in this book here called the Bible. And God is calling people out. It's an individual decision. That's why a uh, week before last, we spoke about your personal walk with God, your individual walk with God. Don't just go to church in a general sense and congregate with another 50, 100, 200, 300 people and think that you're all set and good, go, ready to go to heaven. No, you're going to meet Jesus Christ all by yourself and you're going to have to answer to him and the standard of his word. We have decisions to make and we have a fight that we need to fight. And I know some of you can fight. Some of you war with me when I, when I preach the word of God. But I don't want you to war with me. I want you to war against the devil. That is why I'm so energized. That is why I'm so, you know, strong. So at times, to get you all riled up that you might go fight the real enemy, Satan. And the tools that he's actually using to attack you. The, the methodology of friends, family. And the... You know, the things that are so seems to be the things that we should uh, aspire to be like and to attain in this world. The things that are, what is it that the enemy is using you in particular to keep you from the presence of God and from a relationship with him? That is where your fight is. Your fight is not with flesh and blood. I can show you in the word. And we all know it's in the word. 
So get ready and fight against the devil. That's my fight. I'm walking around my kitchen and I'm decreeing and declaring things. But it's not against man, unless, unless that man is um, allowing the devil. If a man is allowing the devil to use him to speak words against me, I'm going to pray that God would either one, save him or two, kill him. No kidding. If a man is on the planet that is stopping the gospel of Jesus Christ, and that man is, and there's no heart in him to repent, when he goes to hell, um, to hell it's not my deal. Whether it be now, 20 years from now or now, it don't make my deal. I say, Lord, remove him. Because I've seen God weed the evil people out of the, uh, in the Old Testament by the hundreds of thousands off the earth because they were going to stop you and I from coming into the kingdom. Because God wanted to call up people and propagate his message of grace so that Jesus Christ, the second Adam, could come into the dimension of the world. And the devil was using other people to come against the children of Israel. Why do you think, God, there was not a heart in them to repent? And when there's not a heart inside of you to repent at some point throughout the, your life, what do you think you're going to do? You're going to preach another gospel. And the one that is consistent with the kingdom of darkness. So God told his people, go and take them out. I, I, I get excited when I read. I know a lot of people don't like this part of the Bible. But let me tell you, I read the whole Bible and I love the whole thing. I, you, listen, I love a good war movie. Huh? Blood and gore. I see it all and I said, thank God that he did it. And got them out of my way because I was gonna choose Jesus when this message come to me. And it had those people been allowed to have their way, oh God Almighty, we would have never heard the gospel of Jesus Christ. Right? So every person that God weed out of the land that was not going to receive this message of Christ was to get to the ones who would, you and I. And here we are today. So I love this word. I don't just go to the, the, the message of grace and talk about the goodness of God. No. Uh-uh. I know I, a lot of churches are, are doing that today. And, uh, and we love to believe that. I read the whole deal. And I don't deny any aspect of it. Any aspect of it. I love the whole deal. Because considerations were taken into account for you and I when those things were happening as many hundreds of thousands of years ago. And yet still, God had you and I in mind when the children of Israel came out of Egypt. So what are the things? You know, we're going to talk about making declarations, speaking things um, like Adam did. Okay? And causing the power of God to be invoked into your life. To, to allow the personal promises of God to manifest in your life in any area. So if you have a, a health condition in your body, you can make declarations, come into agreement with the word of God and the power of God will bring healing. If you have a financial issue, you don't have to run all over the place, desperately looking to man to solve your problem. When you have this revelation, when you have this understanding, and thirdly, when you have this positioning, when God has your heart, when you when you have enthroned Jesus Christ on your heart, then you're in a position to make these declarations. And God, there will be a performance of the power of God. No, based on the words that you speak. But if you do it, not having alignment, you'll be offering up prayers and wondering why are they not being answered. 
Let's go to Romans. What are the hindrances to the words that we're speaking not coming to pass? Let's go to Romans 12, 1 and 2. We have gone over the scripture multiple times. And I said, Jesus, there was no delay when the power of God, when with the power of God, when Jesus Christ spoke. No delay. We have to be learned to, to speak by the Spirit. Speak by the Spirit. And the power of God will come in your life. Last week, I was sharing with you guys. I'll, I'll share a testimony really quick here. Last week, I was sharing with you guys how I was, I prayed, uh, met their, these neighbors of mine uh, last summer, and I was preaching Jesus to them, and they're of a different faith. So, you know, as usual, the, um, it's a little bit upsetting because I'm telling them that, you know, you, you don't know God, and I'm very kind of like very direct. I'm saying, you know, in a respectful way, but I'm giving them the facts. The fact is that people that don't, um, don't have a revelation of Jesus Christ. They don't know God. They don't know the Father. So it doesn't matter which um, religion that you're you're in. So we have to articulate this to people when we meet them in a respectful way. But uh, I guess I'm, you know, I just got to speak the truth. So I did, and um, you know, we had very good fun conversations. But I'm sure that did, that did not exactly influence them to switch and come to the Lord at that time. So a few about a month ago, I, I saw that they were actually selling their home. And I was like, oh my God, I wonder if that message that I gave them, you know, if they really received it. And I was praying the Lord would give me another opportunity to speak to them. And then I, I felt like the Lord was um, saying to me, yes, go and speak to them. And um, also pray that I would um, cause their home to be sold like very quickly. And uh, I always saw the wife outside, but I ne uh, every time I felt like going there, it's like the Holy Spirit like held me back. The opportunity, it was not the right time. But eventually I saw the husband myself and came after we went for a walk and we were talking to him. And uh, you know, the, the presence of God was so powerful that the presence of God fell on him. And the Lord told me to lay hands on his home. My friend, the Holy Spirit told me, lay hands on his home and pray that it would sell this uh, very quickly. So I told him, God's gonna sell it. Up to that time, the guy had like 35 viewings and nobody made an offer. So I prayed and then I said, God is gonna bring you um, a seller. I said, no, you have to believe this Jesus because, and he told me that his wife has been praying to Allah. And I said, good luck, because Allah took a, a long hiatus a long time ago and he ain't answering no prayers. I, he can't, wherever he is, okay? And I, I was like, I, I was telling him that you're, you know, the God that your wife is praying to, he went to an hiatus, he went, he went, he either he's sleeping or something, I was mocking. And he went, he went there and told her, I didn't know he was gonna tell her, but he told her and then she got a little bit upset. And then she saw my wife, <clears throat> you know what she told my wife? She's like, what did she do? Amen. So, so it just so happened that uh, Thursday came and uh, the house was still there, and I saw them again Thursday morning. We were outside speaking to them, very friendly on um, Thursday uh, morning, and um, 
I said to him, you know what? Your house is going to sell before the end of the week. I don't know what got into me. It's Thursday. And, uh, you know, it's pretty much the end of the week. I'm saying your, your house is going to be sold by the end of the week. Uh, and yeah, so we left it at that. And then, um, you know, it was Friday night. I, I was, we were here. And then late in the night, I don't know why, nearly 10 o'clock. Usually we go for walks very early. But about 10 o'clock, I felt like going for a walk. And I'm like asking Kim and everybody if they want to go for a walk. We went for a walk. And like, we just stepped out of the house and I walked by their home. I didn't take uh, any note of anything, but I don't know if it was a, an angel or the Holy Spirit that kind of like kicked my, pushed my head back and I, my eyes caught the soul sign on the, um, the sign that they had out there. And I'm like, the house is up. Like, you know, you know, in Canada, you don't knock on people's house after eight o'clock. If you live um, where I'm from, that's fine. You can go knock on your neighbor's door any day, but don't do that in Canada. When people shut the door, they're gone to bed, right? And they don't really come. I'm like, go knock her up now. So we went at uh, 10 o'clock nearly to go and knock her up. And you know, she came to the door and I go and I, 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 I like put my hand like this. You see, my God is good. Eh? And you know what? The, you know what she said? Listen to what she said. She said, Jesus Christ is Lord. That is what the woman said. Jesus Christ is Lord. And, her, and I said, where's your husband? Oh, he's in, the, he's in bed. And he couldn't sleep. And he couldn't sleep, and that was early. Yeah. So God, you see that? Uh, you know, it's I'm just feeling when the Lord wants me to speak. Can I go over there and say, listen, God's gonna I, I cannot go over there presumptuously and say God wants uh, is gonna sell your home. I'm perceiving what the Spirit of God wants to do. And I'm cooperating with the Spirit of God and making declarations. This is not even for my own, this is for somebody else. <clears throat> When you're passionate about the, the lives of, of others, God is going to be passionate about your life and the issues in your life. When you go out there and speak the word of God over others, then God will be with the issues in your life. We're called in this kingdom to bear fruit. We're called to bring the lost to Jesus Christ. So it pained my heart when I saw the sign and that they were moving. And I told the guy, if God does this for you, you have to believe that Jesus Christ is who he said. And he said, yes. We're talking this morning about making declarations. I'm invoking this testimony to show you we ain't just speaking. We are doing this. Every lesson that we have taught on. You see, we, we talk about that. We spoke about the gifts a number of weeks ago, ago about the gifts, the word of um, wisdom, the word of knowledge. Uh, where, where is uh, Sharon? Sharon, I went to your supermarket this week. Because I don't know if you're evangelizing down there. So I have to pass down there and do my work. Okay? So when I came into um, your store, the lady at the front, she, um, we had friendly conversations. And then as soon as I stepped away from her, I felt a pain in my left leg below the knee. And I, and I said to Kim, well, when I'm going back, I'm going to pray for that lady. She's having a left, uh, pain in the um, left feet right below the knee. So we purchased. And then when we went out there, I didn't ask her. I said, you know, you're having a, a pain in your left foot right below the knee and she's like yes 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 see that that is the word of knowledge that god gave me and i pray what do you think god is going to do heal her these things we're putting into practice let's go but why is it that this is happening i'll i'll, I'll allow you no we have not reached perfection we're not boasting okay we're testifying that the goodness of god we, that's what we're doing and what he's doing through us as we allow him to use every part of our dimension to minister to others okay but the praise and the honor and the glory goes to jesus christ so let's go to romans 12 1 and 2. why is it that this is actually happening in our lives and even in some uh 
you guys like, and we're going to get even beyond these levels. Look at what it says here. It says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. <clears throat> when you offer your body as a living sacrifice to God, that means you're, you're not no longer living in sin. And we are not only, not only are you not living in sin, but we are taking it a step further. You are totally given all of your being and your existence to Jesus Christ. And you're being led by the Spirit. In the book of Romans, Romans 8, it says, As many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. We are led by the Spirit. You're hearing God's voice. You're having a relationship with Him. <clears throat> Let me tell you, it's a place of peace. It's all the stress of life is gone. Even death cannot um, put fear inside of you anymore. The striving and the fussing is gone. Offer your body a living sacrifice. Commit yourself. Verses 2. Look and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. <clears throat> we have too many believers that are not renewed in the mind. You see, we came to Jesus Christ. We, can, we believe Him intellectually. Right? But we're still operating under the old Adam, the fallen man. Because the flesh is defeating us. And the new Adam is trying to breathe his spirit and his life and his mind inside of you. Because when you have the mind of Christ inside of you and you begin to make declarations, you will see them come to pass. This is the fight. You know, we are depending, we see a lot in the church where the same things that the world is doing, we are doing. They buy a house, we buy a house. They buy a car, we buy a car. They upgrade, we upgrade. And we're not praying. We're not asking God what we should do. Last week, uh, Rebecca shared an amazing testimony about how she wanted to buy a car and how the Lord guided her because the Lord knows her finances better than she knows her finances. So when the Lord allow you and says, oh, buy a house, it will show you what you can afford, what will not cause you to extend yourself too much now. And then now you're worried and stressed about paying the bills and you can't find the time to pray. That's why God says, seek ye first the kingdom of heaven and all of his righteousness. And then all these things will be added, will be added unto you. That, para, that shift from the old Adamic mentality into the spirit life of the new Adam of Jesus Christ. We have to have the mind of Christ before we, be, we begin to make declarations. Listen, we're, remember, we are going to be praying together. There will be, we will go beyond this, people of God. We will go beyond this Zoom and we will be a group of people that by the grace of God and His um, provision, we will have a location. We will begin to come together. And you and I are going to be screaming out to God that He would send revival, that He would send His power. Will He answer at that time? You see, that's why the Lord is giving us the time to put these things in place. That when we begin to say, come before our Father. I love how uh, Elizabeth called God my Father in the way like she met him. She always said my father in such a way that I, I was like, whoa, let me come to her home. Maybe he's, maybe he's at her home, right? The revelation of the love of the father she had. 
right? So we are dealing with these issues and there is a fight that's going on inside of you, a fight it, of something else is trying to program your mind, the world, the systems of the world that are designed by the wicked one are fighting against the, uh, the mind of Christ being in you. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. You see that? When your mind is renewed, then you will be able to prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. The desires that you have will not come from your soul. They will come from your spirit. Let's go to Philippians 2 and verses 5. I'm finding my scriptures all by myself this morning, Eliana. Philippians 2 and verses 5. Look at the beautiful words. Let them, let the words of God speak to you this morning. You see, we're, we're a little bit calm. You know, before the service, Kim was trying to get me, she was trying to get in the spirit because her way of getting in the spirit is like sitting quietly. And my way of getting in the spirit is like running down the road. And yet still both of us are in the spirit. Just because I'm energetic don't mean I'm not in the spirit. I, I, can, I can be running up and jumping and I'm in the spirit. That's how I interrelate with God. One time I worshiped God with so much energy, I was kicking and punching and God said, I've never been worshiped like that before. I don't know if it was a good thing or a bad thing. But, but this is the way my spirit is engineered. I am just always like uh, fired up, fired up in God. I don't know how people meet Jesus. Oh God Almighty, help me, oh Lord, Jesus. The, the, the fire is falling on my face now. I feel the, the spirit of God move. He wants to jump through the computer screen and into your, into your house. My God, woo, praise God. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Listen, this is, God wants you to get this thing. He wants to, you know, don't take the vaccine. You know, they stick that thing in your arm and you see the substance pour out into your body. No, 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 don't, don't take the vaccine, take this. Take the word of God and roll it and eat in your spirit. That's why they can't listen. Some folks call me about vaccine. Let me tell you something. There is nobody that breathe breath on earth can convince me to take that vaccine, period. At my body, they can take out through the door. I ain't taking no vaccine. Only one voice could tell me to take that vaccine and it's God. God, period. I, I let me tell you, my, my faith and my conditioning will never change. Never. I don't halt between two positions. When I make up my mind, I'm done. That's the kind of commitment that you need to have to the word of God. And let me tell you, anybody that breathe breath and planet hurt, that think any, any day that they have the gods to call me, I won't sin against God, but I will go as close to the old man as possible and I will curse them out of my life. They will regret that they ever dial my number. I got too much attitude of God inside of me to put up with the stuff that's going on. And I'm ready like, you know, to take on the opposition, the things that would pull me from God. 
I'm, listen, I'm telling you guys to have the same mentality because if you don't deal with the devil, you see, the devil don't take a language that is nice, that is polite, you know, that is respectful. The devil don't listen to that. You see, that's the mentality that Eve and Adam had. Man, the only thing they should not have done is knife that very serpent. They should have cursed him out of their life. I'm telling you now, curse the devil out of your life. Fight for this. Everybody that is on here, fight for your eternal salvation. This Jesus, how much he loves us, eh? We have to believe his words. We have to believe the words of our master, Jesus Christ, the one who loves our soul, loves us. It's not the guy, it's not the girl, it's not the money, it's not the fame, it's not the circle of friends that are deserting you now because you give your life to Jesus Christ. They don't know what love is. They don't understand love. They're only talking about physical fuzzy wuzzy. Second Corinthians 10 and verses 5. Second Corinthians 10 and verses 5. This is where the warfare dimension really is. We're getting you all set to begin to speak over your life, over your situation, over your finances, over your health. And God will meet you there. Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God. What is playing in your mind? What are your dominant thoughts? Go and inspect there and that will tell you what you believe. Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God. What are you thinking about daily? And bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. You have to do that before you'll have the mind of Christ. You have to allow the Holy Spirit, God, to give you this new mind, this new mentality. We're getting you ready. Let's go to Psalms 37. Psalms 37 and verses 25. It says, I have been young and now I'm old, yet have I not seen the righteous forsaken, nor is seed begging for bread. The righteous. Now, who is a righteous person? Because if I have not seen the righteous forsaken, nor is seed begging for bread, the question begs is, who is righteous? You see, the second Adam has paid for your right standing with God. The second Adam, Jesus Christ, has paid for your right standing with God. And now you're in the Garden of Eden. So when you begin to speak like Adam did when he was in the Garden of Eden, or like the new Adam, which is Christ, when you begin to speak into your financial situation now, when I, if I'm in need and I speak over my financial situation, you know what will happen? That God, the Spirit of God, will, will wake somebody up at 1 a.m., 
God has wake, woken me up and um, gave me directions to give money, give $1,000 to this ministry, give $500 to this person. God has woken me up and told me to call this person and send this amount of money to them. Why? Because this person is in their home, believing the word of God and praying that God would send them and meet their needs. And the spirit of God that connects us, the body of Christ, begin to now communicate in my spirit. And I pick it up in my mind. And next thing you know, I call that person and I'm saying, you know, the Lord spoke to me and told me to give you this. That is how this thing works in. That you see why now you want to subject even your finances to God? There are kingdom financiers here on this planet, okay, that are millionaires and billionaires. And God has allowed them to, to keep certain levels of finances. He's waiting on you and me to come into this state of being that he calls us into. And then he will speak to them to bless them, to bless us. We call them divine helpers. And meanwhile, you're thinking under the conditioning of the old man. The only money I'm making is the money that I get from work. So you're counting the, the hours that you plug in and how much you're going to make. Like, plug out of the old man. Plug out, plug out of the old Adamic mentality. And begin to plug into the mind of Christ. And when you plug into the mind of Christ, you plug into the miraculous. So your situations under the Adamic man, when you're sick in your body, you think about medicine, you think about doctor. But when you're, when you're in the new Adam, you go... Why should I go to doctor and let them take their filthy knives and knife and cut my body? And their pills that they formulate by sorcery and witchcraft. I'm going to take and put down my throat. I'm not a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. I cannot believe two things at one, one, one time. They have a scientific term for that. I forgot. I forgot what it means. It's like your head would burst. How do you do it? That's why Elijah said, why do you halt between two positions? If God be God, then choose God. And if you're going to worship the devil, well run. Christians, too much one foot fit in and one out. One in, one out. I know many of them. Too much of that. God is looking. Yeah, schizophrenia. <laughs> right? Get rid of those double dipping and commit to God and then you'll be able to make these declarations and see the power of God Ezekiel go to the book of Ezekiel Ezekiel uh, 37 and we'll read from 1 to 10 let's look at a, a man a man of God, a man who had the mind of Christ, a man who was filled with the Spirit. Let's see what, what's happened, what happened in this case. You know, when you have right standing with God, it's a foregone conclusion that the hand of the Lord will be on you. It says, verses 37 and verses 1, The hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out into the Spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley which was full of bones you know god is using an extreme to show you his power this morning an extreme case no, verses 2 and caused me to pass by them round about and behold 
there were very many in the open, open valley, and lo, they were very dry, a valley of dry bones. Why is it that God would transport this man in the spirit to this place? Of all the places that God could have taken him, he took him to a place of a valley of dry bones, and they were very dry. And verses three, three, and he said unto me, son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord God, thou knowest. I say to you this morning, what God, what is your situation? Is it health? What is your situation? Is it finances? What is your situation? Is it relational issues? Is it marital issues? What is your situation? What is your va valley? This morning, what is your valley? What is it that you need God to come? The power of God in that area of your life. And he said unto me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord God, thou knowest, thou knowest. Again he said unto me, Prophesy upon these bones and say unto them, O ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord hear the word of the Lord you know when you have relationship with God when you have fellowship with the Holy Spirit and there is a situation a circumstances that is actually happening in your life you stay in your home you don't call every time they can hurry unless God says to call and you speak over that situation you speak over your finances. You say, Father, in Jesus' mighty name, I do that. I, I say, that money that you promised me, oh God, before the foundation of the earth, I say, let the devil that is hindering it now, let him, let him flee in the name of Jesus Christ and let that money travel and, to, and come to me now. That's how, that's how you begin to speak. Uh, you know, it's not a, oh Lord God Almighty, help me, help me, help me. You know what? No, understand who you are. Understand when Adam spoke in the Garden of Eden, there was no doubt in his voice concerning what he was speaking into existence. There should be no doubt when you're in this position with God. You're just waiting for the Spirit to give you the unction. That don't mean that you go randomly and, and, and try to go after material things or just personal gain. No. You're waiting until the Spirit of God give you the unction. Or if you see it as a promise in the Word of God, you command that thing. You command that thing to manifest in your life, to come out of the Spirit and come a power that is not seen to bring it into existence. That is how God created the heavens and the earth. And that is how God created us and gave us the same ability to speak things into existence. Verses five, thus said the Lord God unto these bones, behold, I will cause breath to enter into you and ye shall live. And I will lay sinews upon you and will bring up flesh upon you and cover you with skin and put breath in you. And ye shall live and ye shall know that I am the Lord. He is the Lord God Almighty. And he's your savior, and he's your king, and he's your father. And he's, and he's speaking this into your being, that you will not look to man for help, and government for help, 
when the power of God is available to you. So I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a noise. God Almighty, it wasn't the noise of a man. It wasn't the noise of a car. It was a spirit noise. The power of God. And behold, a shaking, and the bones came together, bone to bone. My God, let the knee bone get, get connected back to the thigh bone and the hip bone and the spinal cord in Jesus' mighty name. Let it be done this morning in your life and in your circumstances and situation. And when I beheld, lo, the sinews and the flesh came upon them and the skin covered above, but there was no breath in them. God is not done. Hello? Mm -hmm. Until everything is brought to perfection. Then said he unto me, prophesy unto the wind. Prophesy, son of man. Are you the son of man? Prophesy to your situation. And say to the wind, thus saith the Lord God, come from the four winds. Oh my God, did he not give us command over the earth? Oh breath. And breathe upon these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me. And breath came unto them. And they lived and stood upon their feet. An exceeding great army. <clears throat> you don't have all of the connections. You don't need all of the connections. You don't have all of the education. You don't need the education. Let me tell you. If, you, if the education is going to do for you, you're going to be limited. Okay? Because I can you can go on Google and go put up your salary, your, um, how much your uh, education level is, and then look at the salary that they're going to give you. God Almighty. In no time, they, I, can, I can put a cap on how far you're going to go. We're just using money as a, money is a, something that is necessary that we talk about a lot in church. Some people think not, but I disagree with them, so I'm talking about money. Hello, because money is the root of all evil. It is the thing that people are chasing that is uh, preventing them from stepping into the relationship with God. So we need to address it in that sense and put it in its proper perspective and then allow people to approach um, the things, uh, monetary aspect of God in the proper way, having understanding. Or they will constantly be hunting it down. They will be hunting it like a, like a fish um, running after food. So you need to bring uh, the understanding that God wants you to have of how you can speak over your situation and God can cause miracles to happen. That not the, you don't, the only money you make is not the one that you can chase on the 401. I know some of you take the back roads, but most of you take the 401 to work. Not down here in London. Right? So we, need, we, are, we, are, we are addressing these things. So now, each and every person here has a situation, something that is hindering them that you need to give to God and begin now to command the results and the promises of God over that situation. Like, oh, Ezekiel commanded those dry bones to come to life. Speak over your situation. Everything in your family life that is not aligned with the word of God, speak over it. Don't use negative words or else you'll get those results. Speak consistent with the mind of Christ. Speak consistent with the word of God. And watch God do miracles. Watch God do miracles in your life. 
Let's go to another scripture. First Kings 18 and verses uh, 21. And Elijah came unto all the people and said, How long halt ye between two opinions? If the Lord be God, follow him. But if Baal, then follow him. And the people answered him, not a word. You know, when we talk about a man of God, we talk about guys like Elijah. You know, you know, it's inside of every one of us, okay? Let me tell you now. It's inside of every one of us right in this moment to give your life to Jesus Christ. And, and stay committed to that and never get sidetracked again, period. It's inside of us. We can make a decision. Like guys like Elijah, we can make an individual decision to consecrate our life to God and begin to fight the good fight. Now go to uh, verses 36 of the same scripture. And it came to pass at the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice that Elijah, the prophet, came near and said, Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, let it be known this day that thou art God in Israel and that I am thy servant and that I have done all these things in thy word, at thy word. You see, if I went over there and ran my mouth that God is going to sell your house, presumptuously, you know, there might not have been a performance of the power of God to bring about that miracle. And it would not have been a testimony. But I discerned by the spirit what God was actually saying. And that is what Elijah was doing in this. And then he's asking God to confirm that he's a man of God. So you see, I'm like, do you think? I want to go speak words and there is no performance. And I look like a, a next time I walk, I walk the back road. No. Verses 37. Hear me, O Lord. Hear me, that this people may know that thou art the Lord God, and that thou hast turned their heart back again. Then the fire of the Lord fell and consumed the burnt, off, burnt sacrifice, and the wood, and the stones, and the dust, and licked up the water that was in, in the trench. And when all the people saw it, they fell on their faces and they said, the Lord is, he is God. The Lord, he is the God. And Elijah said unto them, take the prophets of Baal. I love this. This is my favorite part of this scripture. Dead men. Yeah. And Elijah said unto them, take the prophets of Baal. Let no one of them escape. And they took them. And Elijah brought them down to the brook Kishon and slew them there. They are, those are godly men. Remove those evil beings off of the planet Earth. They are a hindrance to the purpose of God moving forward. I love this book. I love the Bible. That's why I don't have to read. I don't, you know, I used, I used to like uh, westerns and, and war movies. But when I want to see God and violence like that, I look at it from God's word. I enjoy it. I said, take them out. In Jesus' mighty name. Isaiah 43. 
Listen, after this day, some of you are going to make some new creaks in your living rooms and some new, new creaks in your closet because you're going to be walking around and stomping on that board. Right? But don't worry. God will give you a new house. Hello. Isaiah 43 and verses 26. I hope you're getting the, the energy this morning. It says, put me in remembrance. You see, if you don't bring the word of God and remind him of it, you just casually think that, you know, the spirit of God is going to knock on your door and say, constantly, no, no, no. You have to take it. You have to be hungry for the promises of God and decree and declare them over your life, over your situation. Or else you're going to stay and roll and whine in that environment and in that state forever. Put me in remembrance. God wants us to actively play our spiritual role actively praying and speaking over your situations and your circumstances and decreeing and declaring put me in remembrance let us plea together declare thou that thou mayest be justified declare thou how is it that you're going to come into the healing in your body man huh Huh? How is it? That's why when I'm praying over people, I'm not, who's doing the healing? Some people wonder, who's doing the healing? Should I say, uh, Jesus, can you please heal that person? I'm like, fire! That's how I do it. I'm not asking. Jesus said the same works that he, that he did, we will do. I'm releasing that fire out of this mouth. The power of God flow through sons of, of God and daughters of God. When you're going to speak like that, when you're going to align like that, so the words of your mouth can call down fire from heaven and consume every work of darkness around you. Huh? When? Listen, let me tell you something. This world will wrap you up and they will lay your body in a casket and they will forget that you were ever here. Okay? The people that you know outside of Christ, they will forget you. You die now, they will forget you. The only, the only chance you have to make a mark on this planet, I'll tell you now, or else you'll be, uh, it, there's no difference between the death of, a, of a, um, a bird and a human being. Jesus actually talked about whitewashed tombs. You know what he was talking about? Let the dead bury the dead. You know who he's talking about? Those who are spiritually dead. Because if you, have not the life, if you don't have the life of Christ inside of you, you're dead. And you have $2 billion in the bank. And you think that gives you some type of life. The real life is life in the spirit. Or else you're a carcass walking around. No different from the horses and the cows. Until you receive Jesus Christ. You have no life inside of you. Unless you have Jesus Christ. He's the true vine. He's the source. He's the way back into life. Back into garden, the garden of Eden. Apart from that, you have been deceived by the enemy. Don't walk in deception. Last scripture, and we'll wrap it up. We'll pray, and we will wrap it up. And you will take this, add it as another dimension to your spirit life. And begin to make declarations over your situations and circumstances. If you need help, call us. 
Call up a brother and sister. Call us. We will pray. And we will believe with you. And we will speak over your situations and your circumstances. And the power of God will come. Job. Let's go to Job 22 and verses 28. It says, Thou shalt also decree a thing, and it shall be established unto thee. Thou shalt also decree a thing, and it shall be established unto thee. Do you see the type of power? That's what the Bible is talking about when it says sons of God. Children of God. We don't beg for bread. We are the head and not the tail. This earth, if I call out to the earth, it has to get up and come and bring what is mine. Because I'm in right standing with God. It has to move. Nature has to cooperate with us. Understand who you are. Don't listen to the world. That one gives you, give you an identity that based on the physical man only. Go beyond that and tap into the spirit realm and into your identity and your position in Christ. And then begin to speak over everything over your life. Be obedient to the word of God. Do this, not when you feel like it. Don't listen to your mind, your will, your emotions. Uh-uh, uh-uh. You know, when you do this, when you don't feel like doing it, it is a truth. You don't have to feel like doing it. You just do that. You put your worship music on, you pray in tongues, and you get your spirit man high. And then you listen. When I do that, God, I speak like God. I speak, I, I forget about tea and bread. Mm -mm. I said, let the power of God, let Jesus rise up, the lion of Judah now. And let him come and give the earth a visitation and unleash power down here. You know, we are living right now. You know, the, the age that we're living into now, right now in this 2021, many prophets have seen the move of God that has been reserved for this time frame. Unlike any other move of God, all of what we've been read is going to be pale in comparison to the move of God that this generation will see. I don't want to be on the sidelines when this is happening, watching some stupid basketball game. I want to be in the middle of the game. And the real game that is actually happening is the, is the work that God is doing on the planet. Don't let the enemy deceive you with those stupid sitcoms that you're watching at nighttime. Right? Don't let the enemy deceive you. Spend your time watching the same dunk year after year. Or if you're a hockey player, whatever it is, that gets you going. Get in the real game. Which is the life that you have in Christ. Thank you, Lord. Father, we give you praise today. We give you thanks. Thank you for your word. Oh, Lord, I thank you for the hearts of your people. Oh, Lord, God Almighty. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that as I speak these words, based on your unction, that your people are absorbing it, oh, Lord, God. And that they are coming into it by faith, oh Lord. I thank you, Lord Jesus, for the change and the transformation and the newness that is coming into your people today, oh God. 
We give you praise. We give you thanks, O Lord. Father, in Jesus' mighty name, I pray over each and every situation and circumstances that is each that is in every individual that is on this podium this morning, that is in their life that is that is stagnant. And I command the power of God to, cre to create change and transformation and newness. Oh, Lord, bring solution, bring healing. Oh, tend to every need, oh, Lord God, every material need. Father, in Jesus' mighty name, we decree and declare that the power of God is ministering life to every broken thing in every person that is hearing my voice now. In their families, oh God, in their financial situations, I release the healing power of God over every sick person right now. That is hearing my voice. The power of God brings healing to you now. Yes. Now, now, in the name of Jesus Christ. Every family issue right now, the power of God is bringing restoration now. In Jesus' mighty name. Every marital issue now, the power of God is restoring now by the authority of Jesus Christ. I thank you, Jesus, for every lost relatives. Oh, God Almighty, every person that, is, that has walked away from you, that is connected to a family that is on here now. Father, in Jesus, mighty name, I decree and declare that they are coming back to you, oh, Lord God, that they are repenting and running to your presence and into relationship with you, oh, God. I thank you, oh, God Almighty, that you're speaking directly to them, oh, God, that you're convicting their hearts, oh, Spirit of God, and they're coming back to the way, the truth, and the life. I thank you this morning, oh God. I honor you and I praise you. Father, we give you the thanks. Oh, we thank you, Jesus. Oh, we thank you, Jesus, for the cross. Oh, we thank you for the blood. And we thank you for your word. And Lord God Almighty, we thank you for the revelation of your word. This morning, the understanding, oh God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, we honor you. Oh, we praise you, almighty one. Thank you, Jesus. We give you praise and thanks, Father, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Well, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. If you have a, a particular request for prayer, you can type it. I'm not sure if anyone has something to share. <laughs> 